What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my new series, Parish. My character, Gray Parish, was a getaway driver. I'm retired from life. You know that. He's in a world over his head. Tell me about this driver job. And he's asked to start to figure things out. I did what you told me to. He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parish, all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC+. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Wednesday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. This is the Wells Cast with Wells Adams, an iHeartRadio podcast. What up? Hills Cast edition of the Wells Cast, which means we're going to be talking everything that's happening on the Hills New Beginnings which is airing now on a Wednesday nights. MTV, um, listen, you guys know how much I love Justin Bobby. He's the most normal dude on the freaking show. Gonna go ahead and say it, all right? He's just the most even-keeled, rational dude. Does he make some questionable fashion choices? Maybe. But other than that, man, he is just... Steady Eddie when it comes to the show. It's almost like he shouldn't be on the show. Like he's too normal for the show. Which is why I'm so excited to have him on this show today. To break down episode two of The Hills New Beginnings. I will say I, I was a little skeptical as to how well season two is going to do. Just because I didn't love season one. But we're off to a roaring start, dude. Episode one was fantastic. Second one, pretty good. Yeah, Adrena going on... A second date with freaking Rod Stewart's son who, where did this guy come from? We meet Brody's new girlfriend. I mean, like, where did this girl come from? <laughs> we go to Brandon's house and we realize the man can make a mean charcuterie board. This guy's all about picnic life, by the way. Whitney comes back into the fold. Where's she been? The Wallers get super personal with having baby number two. We realize that Brody's mom is a national treasure and she must be preserved at all costs. We learn nothing new about Heidi because we all knew that she couldn't cook. And we realize that of all the people who have stopped drinking or gone to rehab on this show, the two that probably need it most are still very much drinking in Heidi and Spencer. There is so much to break down in this episode, and I'm so excited to have the voice of reason, the normal dude who's going to teach me how to apply some guy liner today. Justin Bobby. And don't forget, at the end of the interview, we're going to have Chloe from Siesta Key come on. We'll do a quick rundown with her about last night's episode as well. It's all coming up 
right here on the Hills Cast. This is one you do not want to miss, baby! Mom met a lot of your demands over the years. This Mother's Day, get her the Bartesian cocktail maker that makes premium cocktails on demand. In just 30 seconds, have your choice of over 60 premium or seasonal cocktails, all at the touch of a button. Get $50 off on the Bartesian cocktail maker now when you buy one pack of cocktail capsules. So, for all the times you made a mess, get mom the countertop cocktail system that makes premium cocktails without making any mess at all. For all the times you begged for soda, get her premium cocktail capsules made with real fruit juice and craft bitters. For all the times you demanded tacos for dinner, get her the Bartesian that mixes margaritas in just 30 seconds. Make mom's Mother's Day and all the 364 days that aren't Mother's Day with a Bartesian cocktail maker at $50 off. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother now to get $50 off the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com all right we're back hills cast the hills new beginnings airing wednesday night nine eastern on mtv uh i'm so excited because uh, last season we didn't get to have this guest on and this is someone who i have said from the beginning i feel like is the most normal the voice of reason in a world full of crazies justin bobby on the show how are you man so uh, that was very sweet of you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Do you believe that? Because like when I was on reality shows, I was always known as the voice of reason. And I'm not sure if I if I think that that was true. But as I watched it back, I was like, yeah, the things that I said were the most normal things. I never did anything crazy. And it seems like at least this season and for the most part, a lot of last season, you are coming across as the most well-balanced human on the hills. Do you feel that way? <laughs> um, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's hard for me to accept something like that. And then I just look, I think I look at things through a different little bit of a different lens and I don't like drink on the show or whatnot. I kind of treat it like a business. So I kind of think I get to see things a little bit more clearly than some of the castmates. Um, and then I'm pretty much, I'm just 100. I'm just pretty much, you know, I'm pretty what you see is what you get. So I got nothing to hide. So maybe that works for me. Yeah. And I think it's a smart way to go about it. Obviously, you know, you're going to be on TV, so you don't want to like get, uh, you know, cocked on a bottle of blackberry brandy like Spencer and Heidi do every episode. Before we, before we get into all of that, I mean, I got to ask like the hard hitting questions. How are things between you and Audrina right now? Mm, very good. Really good, actually. Um, we started to reconnect uh, towards the end of the season, uh, which was pretty nice. 
because last season I came off tour, she was dealing with the divorce and, you know, her whole life that was probably flipped upside down more than we'll ever know. But it's kind of like the dust settled and I've been home since COVID. So I haven't been able to just fleet like I do. And uh, yeah, it's been, there's like a little rekindle and it's, it's like, it's like friendship, but it's very comfortable. So. This is the way that I perceive your guys' relationship. We have in our lives high school sweethearts that like mm -hmm. will forever like hold an important place in your life because they were there during very formative years. But as you've like grown and matured and advanced in your life, you realize that person is special because of that time in your life, but can never be like the thing that they were then to you now because you are now completely different people. Is that how you perceive your relationship with her now? You would think so. But <laughs> Audrina had a, I mean, we all were very, very young. So I would see a, a pretty young side to her that would almost keep me away at times because there's certain scenarios that would happen. And I just know she would handle it differently than as today. It feels like what she went through with the divorce and um, I don't want to keep bringing that up. It's not my business, but what she went through matured her immensely and seeing her now as I see her in a different light as before it was more playful and more like cat and mousy and um you know we could hang out and then let it go but the fact that she's been through it I see I see a full woman now and I like I like seeing her like that it's like she's came she came into her own and um that's attractive. That's attractive for any male to see like a, a woman that's kind of done her thing, been through it a little bit and knows what she wants. And there's no more like immaturity about it. So I think it's different than what normal people would think. When it comes to this kind of subplot storyline between her and Brody and this kiss or whatever it was, you know, during the poker game scene last night, it seems like you're really, really fine with it and cool with it is that really how you felt or is it weird it's not weird i think it's been enough time right like i mean you go i don't know how long it's been since audrina and i hung out eight years six years i don't even know but at that point there's like i there's i can't get mad at any of that there's no way i think it's kind of funny but um i mean she always kind of had a keen eye for brody you know it's like they always you know chicks do they like they, you know there's that little thing where they like i want to make out with them you know that kind of feel so i don't know it doesn't bother me i mean if it, made, it makes her happy i don't think he's ready for a commitment <laughs> she might be but yeah it didn't, it didn't bother me too much maybe so, it didn't bother me too much because i don't think it'll go anywhere <laughs> yeah <laughs> fair enough actually in the first episode you talk about kind of like uh, your sojourn out of the country during covid you go to mexico but it's kind of vague as to like what you're doing in mexico are you just kind of escaping or like uh getting away from it all like what was happening in mexico while the pandemic was raging on here in america well when that shit hit we had a we knew an Indo indonesian consulate guy at the consulate in downtown la and we were gonna we tried to leave to get to Indonesia right when it hit and we got our stamps of approval to leave. And then the day before we left, they shut down international travel over there. So we, our whole plan was just to get to Indonesia and ride this thing out over there where it was safe and we're on the beach and we're just surfing our brains out. So that got cut short. And then 
my, one of my best friends, Billy, he's like a, a complete journeyman. And he was like, Mexico, we can't do there, Mexico. And I was like, let's go. So he had like the Sprinter van, the Mercedes Sprinter van with everything decked out. We just split. We got through the border before the, they shut that border down. And we just went as far south as we could. We surfed and camped out, ate, read books, um, played music, just, and we'd just tap in here and there to see what was going on in the real world and then be like, no, it's not time to come back yet. <laughs> so we did that and it was, it was actually perfect. I mean, we weren't hurting anybody. We couldn't have been hurt. So um, it worked out. It worked out perfect. And for me, if I, if I was stuck here, I would have lost my damn mind. I mean, not being able to do anything. I love being home and, and doing my own thing. And I think being by yourself is very, very mature, but you want to do it on your own terms. Right. So where were you in Mexico? Like, where are the main places you were surfing? It's like Scorpion Bay, super down South, like 20, 21 hours driving is, I mean, it was Baja all through Baja. We'd stop, we'd camp, we'd eat. And it was like, it, it felt like COVID haven't hit there yet. They were still figuring out, like they didn't even know what that was. They knew, but it was so separated that it didn't even matter. So we still felt the vibe of like, it wasn't as severe, but then we heard the numbers, what was going on here. And we're like, Oh my God. Were you going to stay there? If not for the show coming back, like, did they hit you up and be like, Hey, no more surfing. You got to drive back up. No, I came back. I came back before that. It was, it was time. Like I had, I had, I wanted to come back and check on, um, you know, family and friends and kind of just poke my head in and see what was going on. I, I did my time down there. I let like the, the grunt of it happen up here. And then, um, and I just came back. I had a band and everything like they were like, what did you do? I was like, I split. <laughs> like, you guys, I split. Going back to the show, who do you consider as like your closest friend from the cast? This season, to be honest, it was Jason. Um, you haven't seen it yet, but me and him developed a, a real kinship. Um, we grew up literally 15, 20 minutes from each other in completely different worlds. I was a little bit more, you know, from the hood. He wasn't, but we had a similar connection. So this season you'll see us like the two oddities meet and have a very similar vibe story in different ways though. So you'll see that. So I'll say Jason. We had him on the show last week and he said the exact same thing to that answer for you, which makes me happy. See? You're, you're my Love two that. favorite guys on the show. It seems like you're the most real and relatable on the show. I think that you're like the most yourselves, whereas I think for other people on the show, and this isn't even a question, this is just a statement as someone who's watching it, it just seems like a little put on. And when I come across that in reality shows, it just comes across as inauthentic. And then I'm like, eh, next scene, let's get the f out of here. But for you guys, it does seem, it does seem pretty uh, authentic. Brandon's like coming out of the woodwork. Last season, I was like, who is this kid? And then this season, I'm like, oh, I actually, mm. I believe all the things he's saying. He seems like a sweet kid. He seems like his heart's in the right place. Mm -hmm. And I like, I like his storyline as well. Yep. I agree with you there. There's definitely some cast members that they don't got it figured out. And it's getting a little, it's a little scary because time is ticking and you wonder if they ever will get it. But that's not for me. That's not my journey. It's just, you know, I like them as friends and stuff like that. So let them write it out the way they will. But yeah, I know who's true and who's not. So I think the audience does as well. All right, let's get into the episode. Uh, before we started recording, uh, I asked if you had watched it. You you said you hadn't watched it. So I'm just going to kind of like recap this no. for you. Okay. And you can just yeah. kind of give me your thoughts on it all. I mean, the first scene, Heidi and Spencer have like this double date with Audrina and Rod Stewart's son. I don't know if you watched the first episode, but Sean 
and Audrina have this date and it's the most awkward because you can tell he's just sweating and he's just so nervous and he's shaking like a leaf in a hurricane. And then I feel like in this episode, he's not as nervous, but he's he's so sunburned. Dude, where were you right before this happened? Put on some sunscreen. You're not ready for that. I guess my question for you is, as someone who was with Audrina, are you buying any of this? Are you happy for is this just weird? Is it forced? You know what's really funny about that is I got to meet Sean right off the bat and me and him hit it off, I think, more than any castmate. We've we've actually, we, t- we talk fairly often. Um, I've gone up to his house now. Like We became a pretty tight duo for a second. And the guy is aces. The guy is like, you know, he, he genuinely, he genuinely liked her for who she was. And for some reason, Audrina just doesn't like somebody who's genuinely into them, I guess. I don't know what it is. It was like, uh, it, it was kind of mind-boggling because he was quirky. He was cool. There was no, like, he had no backhanded agenda. He, like, you know, and he cared about her and he was trying to be funny. Like, he, he just genuinely tried to make her feel like the woman that she is. And I've even talked to him, even off camera, and he was just, he's, he's just, he's a straight shooter with her. And it's kind of funny to see that she was like, thanks, but no thanks. And it's like, this is what you've been crying for for years is to have something like this. And you kind of kind of have it right on a silver platter. And you're just like, no, thanks. I'll, I'll go the Brody route. So I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I get it. I know exactly what she's doing, but I just, I'm like, uh, that's too bad because he is a solid guy and I don't know what they showed, but he's, um, He's very funny and he's very intelligent and he's very giving and he's a, uh, he's a, he's a pick up the phone, the first ring type of guy. And um, you don't get that often, especially with his background and, and, you know, his family and stuff for him to be as down to earth as he is. I, I commend the guy. So I have nothing bad to say about him. I like him. Well, I'm bummed out for this guy's edit because Jason kind of echoed the same thing last week of being like, this guy's funny and cool and chill. And I do feel like he's kind of getting the doofus edit. Um, so hopefully that like evolves as the show goes on. Second scene, we go to Brody's house and we meet Brody's new girlfriend. We're not sure exactly how old she is. I think with the last we counted, I've done 90 episodes of Paradise. I've never once been asked to get naked into a bubble bath. This poor girl, Amber, her first scene ever is naked in a bubble bath with Brody. I guess my question to you is, is have they ever asked you to be naked in a scene? No, they actually haven't. They have, uh, no, they don't. Oh, you know what? I think series one back in the day, um, I think I jumped in. I think I jumped in the pool with like uh, the banana hammock on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I did my first like kiss scene with Audrina. I think, yeah, I think they asked for that. So I did do that. I like it. I think, I mean, you know, sex sells for the most part. So I, I like the fact that, you know, we're going to that route. Where we're showing a little bit more and it's a little less PG than what it's always been. So. I mean, I haven't seen it. I mean, she was cute, so and she's from where I live, so I, I was like, rad. If she looked hot on camera, then let's go. We go to Brandon's house. He's got this girlfriend who's total smoke show in Danny, but it seems like she's not 100% back with him, which is totally understandable. You get to meet Danny at this poker game. What's your like initial thought on Brandon's girlfriend? Young. Young. Young girl. Young. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. We're in, we're in our late 30s and a 19-year-old starts popping around. It's like, you're just young. I don't know what she would have to say that would be of significance at that age, but it's like, okay. Like, she seems sweet and 
she has a little, you know, tight head on her shoulders from what it looked like. But I mean, I couldn't really relate after high and by. <laughs> yeah. The next scene after that, Audrina goes and hangs out with Whitney, which I don't believe Whitney was in the first episode. Do we see a lot of her this season or is it kind of sparingly? Yeah, it's sparingly. I think, um, you know, I think she's dealing, she does the family thing and she's really focused on that. I think, uh, whatever else she's got in her career, but I don't think, I don't think the Hills has been a big part of it lately. So I, I haven't seen her. I haven't seen her much this season, but maybe I hear she films with the girls. So possibly. I think my favorite part of the episode is when Brody goes and visits his mom, who seems like she is the raddest chick on this show. No offense to anybody else, but the advice that this woman gives the nuggets of wisdom that come out of her mouth are aces. Mm. It's absolutely beautiful. Is she, cause I, you know, you grew up with Brody. I'm sure you were around her a lot. Is she as dope mm. in with cameras off as she is with them on? Yeah. What you see is what you get. It's kind of nice. And it's always very lovely when I see her and even, you know, time can go by and it's like, you know, time, no time left at all. And she's very loving and Brody's lucky to have, you know, her as a mom for sure. Heidi and Jennifer bake a cake. Heidi's bad at that. The shocker. And then, then here, here comes poker night. And I think everyone's just, we're just driving towards this. You're just driving towards the two trains on the tracks coming and just hitting head on. One, I will say, Brandon makes a f***ing mean charcuterie plate, so good on him, I guess. The man loves, like, a picnic mm. setup. Like, that's just what that is. We know that Jason has a drinking and a gambling problem. Mm -hmm. Are we surprised that he shows up to gamble? I mean, you gotta give some... You gotta... You, get, you gotta... You gotta get... You gotta let a brother live a little bit. I mean... Having a poker night with the boys, it's not like he's in the casino just running back and forth to the ATM. You know, and he's not slamming drinks with us and, you know, at his home life. I'm sure his home life is hectic with his, with his wife and the kids and, you know, whatever's come, coming forward. I just, it's like the guy wants to have a night out with the boys and play a little poker. Let him do it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I would do that. I would do that anyway. So Spencer <clears throat> starts drinking because he doesn't want to play poker at poker night, which is like, why are you, I don't know why you're going to poker night if you don't want to play poker, but that, well, that confused, well, he said something about, he's got to save his, he's got to save his funds for his college. And I'm like, dude, you got like, I don't, I don't know if that's fake Gucci then or what, but you got like Gucci everything. You can't drop 500 bucks on a poker night. I don't get it. But <laughs> He must've spent all that money on the, like the Don Julio who's drinking anyways. Cause it seemed like it was going down like water. Yeah, him and Frankie, I think, had a good night that night. Yeah, but Frankie seems like doesn't kind of go off the rails, I guess. I said this in the intro. <laughs> I said this in the intro. It, you know, it doesn't seem like you drink a lot on the show. You might drink outside of it, but it seems like you are a, a pretty like level-headed dude always. Then you have Jason, who's a recovering alcoholic, so he's never drinking. Then you have Brandon, who is not drinking because he's, I guess, a recovering alcoholic. And then you have Brody, who like has had this epiphany this past year and is just not drinking at all. It's like this kind of sad, but also weirdly humorous thing that's happening. Whereas like the one person that probably does need to stop drinking is the one person who is drinking the entire time. And is that not, is that lost upon you guys? Or are you guys all like, dude, what are you doing? With Spencer? Yes. I don't know. I've, I've never known him not to drink. So I don't know what not drinking Spencer's like, to be honest. I don't know. It is kind of funny. Like, you know, a big chunk of the cast doesn't drink. And I think it's because we learned our lesson. I mean, I had some, 
too many beers a couple of times and I would see myself on a playback and I was like, man, each of us have individual fans and, and if they look up to us, I don't want them to see me in that light. And you know what? I mean, we're all selling in some kind of way. So I don't want somebody to look at me and um, just think that, think that thought like you know for me it, it never looked it, it was never like a, it's not it's not a very good look i don't i'm, I'm not into it so i don't do it <clears throat> yeah i mean in the episode you express how it's just like not a cute look here's my question as someone who's just watching the show if it weren't for the show would the majority of you guys be friends with heidi and spencer i think so i mean we're all we're all literally separated by six degrees seven degrees of separation so it's like you know, something pops up. We all hear about it some kind of way. And even though we don't get to maybe see each other as much because we all live in different areas and life goes on and careers or whatnot, you know, you still hear through the grapevine what's going on and people do check in. And when we do f see each other again, it's like, yeah, we got to do this more. And it's funny because we're su such an eclectic bunch that, you know, in a room together, you're like, I don't look like I hang out with them. You should see them. <laughs> my core group of friends would, you know, It'd be like fucking a shit show, but but for some reason we work, and um, it's cool that it does work, and it's nice to show people that although we're so different, we're still very very similar. And um, yeah, I I stay in contact as much as I can, but I'm pretty nomadic. Like I leave, and I just tell them, hey, I know you guys. Like Frankie's the most <laughs> Frankie's the one most that's like, dude, where you go, dude? Why you fucking leave all the time? And I'm like, man, you know that just love me. And he's like, okay, okay. And then now they get it. So now they get that I leave and I come back and um, it's like nothing, no time has passed. Right. The last thing that we kind of see is uh, this girl's night where it's, you know, it's this funny juxtaposition between what's happening at the poker night and what's happening with, with the girl's night. You know, Spencer's getting turned up at your guys's function. And Heidi's getting turned up at the ladies function. Heidi just keeps on pouring champagne into people's glasses who aren't drinking champagne. And they're like, dude like this was tequila like this is gonna taste like piss now like i, I would just be like dude stop doing this they, they definitely bring it you know they bring it they turn it up and every you know all the group all the group uh traveling we do they're they're really fun they have a good time with it um i don't know if it kicks them in the ass some days or not but you know they're the first ones to be like you know they love to come in late and show up fashionably late and be the first one to cheers and last ones to stay kind of thing so that's just their vibe do you like doing this show like if they order a season three are you back in or at some point are you like all right we've done it we've said enough i need to go before i was i was kind of out see after series one i was out because I, I wasn't really believing what i was watching and seeing so much to be honest i was like did that happen did that not happen and it started off like they kicked me off on a on a bad foot like with audrina from the get-go like i left her and stuff like that and i really didn't it was like the first moments of courtship and you know you can't be as severely in a relationship like that but um it's fun to see what's going on now and hearing about what's going on now because it does it does seem pretty spot on. So I like that there's a bit more realness and I love like the stuff that you don't think they would show. I've been hearing they're showing. So that's cool. Like for me, I'm like, yeah. So it, it intrigues me more and I like to see where the storylines are going. And I like to see where, you know, what's going on in these, in these people's lives. Because before I think it was really hard to get story out of everybody. And you kind of just had to, make it work and with what what they got 
So it was kind of confusing a lot of the times. And now it feels like there's a rhythm happening. And I think that happened. I think that, I think that has a lot to, a lot to do with Megan. We have a new producer, Megan and and she's from the get-go she's just been very real very upfront very understanding very open and um we like that and i think you're going to get that because of her in the in this season and hopefully the next what happens next for you because you just seem like right now as the even keel gives wisdom to all these idiots running around do we focus in on your personal life is there some ladies that come in for you down the road or are you just just the, the justin bobby shaman for the rest of the season <laughs> no i love women um but i'm just not dumb about it i've, I've been dumb when i was young and i, I realized at a young age that you got to pay attention when you start to let yourself be with somebody for an amount of time but I think this season, it was more or less me tapping into my own self, not being able to run forever, not being able to get up and tour. Um, COVID really put a change in my head on what might be real. Um, you know, I'm still in my 30s, but I'm starting to think of like something a little bit more mature and a little bit more serious. So maybe in the future, yeah, if there's a season three, because they, they're shooting what we're kind of doing. So, yeah, I think so. I like, I like what they're doing with right now. I just brought my father on. And he's been he's been aces on this thing, and uh, people seem to like him. And he gets he gets the real out of me even more real because I came from him. So he's just he just is who he is. So you see him, and then you understand me more. So I don't mind showing that as long as it showed in the light that we're doing it in. I'm fine. It was what it's when you do the right thing, and then they show it differently is what was getting at me. If you don't show what I'm doing, then now I don't like you because now you're not real. And what is this all about? So I feel like getting this is is important and it makes me want to give more um i got nothing to hide maybe some things but um it inspires me to be like well, let's tell let's tell a real story then and if you want to listen and partake then come along for the ride outside the show you have a band what's going on with that i mean obviously it's tough to tour right now because of covid so like what what is on the horizon for your artistic career we just actually got back. We did a Seattle tour. We, we went all the Seattle and Santa Cruz, and we had a little short tour studio, and then the world's opened back up. So we have, um, we have festivals lined up, new albums coming out, and so we're kind of back on. Um, I was in the studio last night till 2 in the morning. It's just it's full rock and roll, and then I'm actually currently shooting a, my first feature. It's called The Chimera Effect, and... Um, it just came into my lap during the season of the Hills and uh, I play a lead in it. So I've just been really studying for that. And um, then I did some acting stuff when I was younger and it just, I don't know, but it's, I'm going to try it out and see how it goes. And it's been really fun. It's a, it's a really cool project with great people. And it's, it's nice to get out of some of this bullshit, you know what I mean? That I'm doing with the reality and actually sink my teeth into something that's not me because I'm tired of being me on the show. <laughs> <laughs> not to speak for everyone watching, but I think we enjoy uh, watching you be you on the show. Justin, Bobby, thank you so much Thanks, for being thank you. on the show, dude. Yeah. been looking forward to talking with you and, and meeting you. You've got a good vibe. This is going to sound so Hollywood, but like a good aura about you. I want to know... What are the things that like you read or you listen to? What is your sh that you really identify with that like makes you you? You know, I really, 
I really just try to listen to my gut. I mean, a lot of people don't like you can listen to your head, your heart, but I really try to listen to my intuition first and make right decisions. And I try to pay attention to think before I speak. And, you know, if I go into a, a friendship or relationship, like, is it, is this beneficial for both of us? Is somebody going to be dragging behind? Do I need, you know, like I try to make right decisions before the decisions made. So as for reading, I pick up books and then, I'll, you know, I'll put them down, but I, I do stuff that makes me happy. I'm looking at the beach right now and I'll get in that water and I'll get in the studio and I got four Harleys in the garage right now. I'm about to tinker on and just being nomadic for me is my Zen and it helps me grow better as a person. Cause I think a lot of people are staticky and they they suck off of you. And especially if you're in a better place than them, if you're in a good place, people they love to be around it, don't know how to deal with it, try to change it. And um, I think just me doing me is what works best for now. When it comes to being a nomad, this is something I've always wondered. Because I've got friends that are, I feel like are like you. The question is, when you live that type of life, are you running away from something or running towards something? Both, dude. I had a childhood where my parents split at three years old and I didn't know what like togetherness was, right? I never saw my parents kiss. I never saw them hold hands. I never saw Christmases together like that. So yeah, it's running, but at the same time, it's it's developed who I am. And I feel like if I was that 23-year-old with you know, a wife and kids. I don't know. I think my fucking soul would just kill itself. That's how I feel because I don't know that life. I mean, I understand it and I work every day on trying to understand myself a little bit more. I do do self-help. I'll go to mediums. I like, I pay attention. I listen. So that part of me is healed. So I can't have that life someday. Um, but I wouldn't change it for the world because me coming a little bit from the hood and just living what I've lived and the shit that I've gone through, like it's going to make me, make me the best father, the best husband. It's going to make me the best friend you'll ever have. And um, I'm proud to be that. So it, do, it doesn't really bother me too much. I feel like I could talk to you forever, but I'm going to be respectful of your time and let you go. Where can everyone follow you uh, to keep I'm up good. with everything that's going on with your life, man? You can't, man. You honestly can't. I, I turned off right when COVID hit. I turned off all my social media. I haven't been on it at all. So you can't really find me. You just got to watch me on TV, I guess, and <laughs> see me on a show. Come to a show, listen to us play, and, you know, come see this movie, The Chimera Effect, when it comes out. I'm going to stay mystical, man. I'm, I, feel like, I feel like people that did TV and played music and stuff were so much more admirable back in the day when you had to see them for what they were, not what their life was about. And it, it keeps this, you know, it keeps the star bright. Elvis and couldn't see him you had, you had to hear that he was playing on the radio you had to hear him on the radio that he was going to be playing somewhere and people drive hundreds of miles to go see that that figure i mean if elvis had social media today he wouldn't be anything so trying to go vintage with it you can catch justin bobby of course in the hills new beginnings wednesdays <laughs> nine eastern mtv and then obviously go listen to his music go see him play live crimea effects coming out 2022 yeah maybe sooner Cool. Maybe sooner. Yeah. It's getting the cans and everything. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be a good thing. Dope dude. Hey man, nice talking with you, brother. Keep doing you, man. Oh, thank you. God bless. Better dude. All right. Justin Bobby was exactly like Justin Bobby is on TV, which is awesome. He's like my friend, Dean Unglert. He's this guy that continues like travel around and squeeze every last drop out of this lemon, which is life. And I am so jealous that there are people like that that live that way, and there's just no way I could do it because I would absolutely lose my mind. 
because I'd be like, well, what about the dogs and taxes and all that kind of stuff? But I just love talking to people like that because I just can't be them and I wish I could. All right, quick break. When we come back, we are going to have Chloe from Siesta Key on. We're going to talk about, well, her new beginnings because apparently she's changing everything around. Uh, we'll get into it. Stick around. You're listening to the Hillscast slash Wellscast. Mother's Day is coming, and mom doesn't want flowers. She wants a cocktail. Here's a hint. Get mom Bartesian. It's the countertop cocktail maker that creates your choice of over 60 premium cocktails in less than 30 seconds, each at the touch of a button. Flowers die. Happy hour comes back every day. So get mom the machine that makes amazing cocktails with real fruit juices and craft bitters. Best of all, get $50 off a Bartesian premium cocktail maker with the purchase of one pack of cocktail capsules. So, instead of getting mom a reason to fill a flower vase with water, get mom the easiest, fastest way to fill her glass with the floral notes of gin. The best cocktails are premium cocktails, and the best day to get it for mom is Mother's Day, because you can get $50 off now for a limited time. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother to get the best premium cocktail maker for mom at the best price for you. Artesian, premium cocktails on demand. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I'm late. I'm late for the important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from undercover tourists. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from undercover tourists and authorized seller and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with undercover tourists now and save. UndercoverTourist.com uh, welcome back to the Wells cast slash Hills cast slash. I guess we can now call it like the Siesta Key uh, cast because the past two episodes we've had bookending our Hills talk is uh, stars from Siesta Key, which actually airs right before the Hills. So I guess it makes total sense. Today on the show is a lady that is completely, I guess, transforming her life right before our eyes. Chloe, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Listen, you're doing this whole like, I'm changing who I am. I'm going to be the better version of myself, which is something that I think a lot of people can relate to, you know, especially when out of college and all of a sudden you're like, I'm an adult now. I need to, you know, like put away childish things. It's something that everyone can relate to, but it seems to be that on the show, no one believes that this is a real thing for you. How are you internalizing that? Well, at first I was very frustrated that they weren't, you know, believing me. Um, I did a lot of my transformation and my inner work during quarantine. So we were all, you know, separated. So they hadn't seen me for a while. And then when we started up filming again, it had been like seven months. So they were like, wait, you, you can't all of a sudden be a different person. That doesn't make any sense. So it was frustrating because I felt like I had to prove myself 
And I don't feel like anyone should have to ever prove themselves to anyone. But with my circumstances of how much I did change, and I know that I put a lot of my cast members through it all the previous three years. So I try to be as patient as possible. But in the next episode next week, you see I have a complete like breakdown and I'm I end up leaving. So it, it gets really rough because I can only place myself around them for so long where it's like, okay, we're a month into it and you guys are just going to continue to tear me down. Like you should never ever try and tear someone down that's trying to better themselves. Absolutely. And also sometimes environments can create or bring out the bad in us. Sometimes you're just around toxic people and toxicity can be contagious. Do you find that it's a little bit of that with you? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I, um, at the point of when we started filming, I hadn't drank in like four months and I was trying to not drink anymore. I've been sober curious for almost a year now and being my friend group and on this reality TV show, there's a lot of partying and a lot of drinking And it was almost like because I wasn't participating in the drinking and all of that, it was almost like they wanted to come for me even more. I had somebody even spike my drink at one point when I was in another room. Like it it was really, really, really toxic. I had to just walk away from it because it got really bad. Did you say sober curious? And is that a thing? Yeah. It is a thing. I think so. <laughs> so is sober curious, like sometimes I mean, you'll experiment with uh, alcohol uh, on occasion, <laughs> but normally you um, don't like alcohol? How does this work? Okay, so I went from someone who drank probably five times a week to someone that maybe drinks once or twice a month. And when I do drink once or twice a month, I'm really only try and have one or two Mm -hmm. because that tend that used to be kind of where I would go haywire is I would drink and instead of having one or two I would have five or seven and that's when you're just not in your right mind at all and on top of that cameras were around so I'm flirting with the idea of being completely sober (laughs) but I don't have a problem with drinking. I just don't like myself when I'm wasted. Yeah, I love that. And I'm going to use that in my life. That's hilarious. In the beginning of your time on this show and leading up to now, did you feel like, and listen, we get it. I've been on enough reality TV shows to know that being the loudest voice in the room, being the most boisterous, for lack of a better term, just being the kind of like bonkers person. Do you think that like you felt the need to bring that person out and with the Hulk or Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, like the conduit to bring that person out was the alcohol? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think the alcohol and being on the show. Yeah. I think it's a mixture of both of those where I was like, just always over the top and it definitely has bit me in the ass more times than I can count. And I've know that now. So I'm just trying to be better than that. 
Obviously, you know what happens going down the road on the show. Obviously, you can't say too much. You don't want to ruin it. But do you feel like you're going to be vindicated by the end of the show? Like, do you think that people are going to be like, everyone was questioning her intentions of this kind of moral 180 that she's taking, but it's actually going to be like validated by the end of the season? Yeah, I do. And there's been people that have texted me that are on my cast the couple that were still kind of questioning it, questioning it towards the end have texted me and been like, Hey, I feel awful. Like I have seen the change. So hopefully we even get another season Mm -hmm. and we can continue to see it. But yeah, by the end of the season, I feel like I end very strong and I feel that everyone will see that my transformation and my journey is true. Good. That makes me happy. I won't bug you about your life anymore. I'm now going to bug you about everyone else's life. Listen, we know how Kelsey feels about Juliet and her intentions with Sam. Like the money. What are your uh, opinions of that relationship? Do you think she's gold digging or do you think it just is very convenient that he has a lot of money, but also she's in love with him? I don't think she's gold digging. I know how much money Juliet makes and uh, she definitely doesn't need Sam at all. And now on top of it, she's making money with her swimsuit line. So she really doesn't need him. I think it's an amazing benefit. And I think Sam is one of the most generous people when it comes to his money. I mean, I'm sure it doesn't hurt that he's a billionaire, but I don't think that's why she's with him at all. There's a lot of flashback clips of some things that you've said about Kelsey in the past. My question, my question to you is, have you ever really liked her? No. <laughs> I, any, anyone on the cast and anyone on the producing team would tell you that from day one, season one, episode one, where she, where she comes to the bar and I hire her, I immediately was like, no. My thing about Kelsey is She's the only one that's not from Siestiki. She hasn't known us. Like the rest of us has known each other for 10, 15, 20 years. And I felt, and I feel this way about any new cast member that comes in, that they're in it for not the right reasons, that they're in it for the fame and all of that. And they're not really in it to build these true friendships with us. Now about Kelsey now, I think you know, she does have true friendships with some people on the cast, but I think she's just a little bit more fame hungry than some of us. And that to me, just, I don't like that. I don't like that in anyone. I mean, you write her this like really kind of thoughtful letter apologizing about what you said, uh, yada, yada, yada. And then she rips up and throws it in a pool. How do how do you internalize that or or like react to something like that? I just think that she was unable to understand my language. You know, people can only meet you where they meet themselves, and I think it speaks a lot on where Kelsey feels about herself treating someone that's trying to reach out to them and speak their truth, and for her to do that just shows that she doesn't really feel that way about herself because in somebody changing to be better if you don't think that's true that means you don't think you can do it yourself I it was honestly really hurtful I ended up posting the entire letter on social media last night because I was like 
okay, they only showed like one tenth of how long that letter was. So I took pictures of it when I wrote the letter back in like November because I was nervous that she was going to try and twist the letter around, which they did. And I do tell her what I said in the letter and I asked to meet her. I thought it was really, really rude. All of them. The entire situation was rude. Very, very smart. Taking those pictures. Thank you. Going forward, what are you the most excited about in terms of Siesta Key? And also, adversely, what are you not super pumped to have happen going forward? Well, I'm excited to see them on the island because I wasn't there for the beginning or maybe the whole thing. So I'm excited to see it because I've heard so much about this huge fight that breaks out on the island and I've heard everyone's stories and unfortunately, unfortunately, you know, it's on camera and I can't wait to see the truth of what went down truly. Um, and what I'm not excited for. I'm also not excited to see this fight because I think it's, I, according to what I've been told, it's the worst like fight we've had on the show. And I also, I'm not an advocate for violence. So I'm not necessarily excited to see violence, but I just want to know what went down because everyone's story is very different. Well, I think uh, everyone's right there with you uh, and you can see it go down Wednesday nights, eight Eastern on MTV Siesta Key. Chloe, thank you so much for being on the show. Where can people follow you and find out more about you and all that stuff? Um, I only have Instagram for social media and it is all lowercase Chloe Troutman and my business Instagram is Concept by Chloe. And tell everyone about Concept by Chloe that might not know what's going on. Uh, Concept by Chloe is an online lifestyle blog where I do videos and I work together in group Zoom meetings or one-on-one -on -one where we focus on everything about mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. That's awesome. Thanks so much for taking the time to be on the show today. I do hope that everyone realizes that uh, your intentions are true. I think everyone can do a little bit better in their life. And I think it's a really, really admirable thing to try to do it on a reality show. Because trust me, I know from firsthand that is hard. So good on you and nice to meet you. And thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. I appreciate your compliments. And thank you for having me. Yeah. See you, dude. Have a good day. Bye. Bye-bye. Subscribe to Wells Cast on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts. It's the internet. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Wednesday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future. 
especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.